Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones podcast. This podcast is the intersection where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets, you know, meets wrestling, meets inspiration. I go by the name of King Von Jr. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at 301 King Von Jr. on Instagram and Mr. King Von Jr. And you can also follow the podcast Instagram account at Victorious Ones Podcast. I'm also the social media producer for the Unpopular, Unpopular Reviews wrestling show, Perfect Plex Talk Radio. And so, of course, here I am with another edition of this series I've been on um, when it comes to when it comes to NBA top tens. Um, you know, of course, the first series was about the top 10 point guards. The uh, the last one that I just did was about the top 10 shooting guards. And so now we're going to take a little bit of a turn about the top 10 greatest NBA finals. Hope that you enjoy. All right. Thank you very much, uh, everyone, once again, for, um, you know, for tuning into my, uh, my NBA series as far as the top 10s. Um, you know, of course, recently, I, recently I started my series with the top ten point guards, and of course, I followed up with the top ten shooting guards. But in the wake of the uh, the NBA Finals this past week, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for winning, and also, um, you know, in the, and also with this week's NBA draft, I believe that it's you know that um, that the iron is still hot to talk about you know to, uh, to talk about the NBA, especially with these uh, trade talks going on, and um, so, you know, so of course, with that being said, you know, I, I felt you know I felt it in me to to talk about my top 10, you know, final series. So this time I'm going to do it, think, uh, do things a little bit differently. So what I'm going to do first, I'm going to rank my top 10 finals games and I'm going to rank my top 10 final series. So, um, you know, so of course I'm going to summarize things, breeze through things, you know, a little bit just for the sake of time. And, um, you know, so like I said, you know, these are some of my top 10 uh, finals games, you know, pretty much off the top of my head. Um, of course, at number 10, I'm going to go with, uh, Kobe's 40 point game in the game one of the 2009 NBA finals. The reason why this was so important was because it set the tone for the the way that the way that the rest of the series would go. And so clearly Kobe had a massive chip on his shoulder because, you know, because of the fact that the, that the Lakers fell short to the Celtics in, um, the previous season, which was his MVP season, the only MVP he ever had, but that's a, you know, which is criminal, but that's a whole another story for another day. But with this, he took he took that rage out um, on Orlando, and this is very important. But because of the fact that this would eventually be his first um, ring without Shaq, so uh, he definitely, you know, um, you know, so, so of course he certainly um, had to make a statement, and this was the ultimate statement that he made. And so, um, you know, of course, the series, um, you know, like you know, this is the same series where you know where, uh, where he famously said, "Job not finished," you know, and so, um, you know, so but at the same time, they ultimately you know made, made very short work. Um, of, of the Orlando Magic, and Kobe wins his goes on to win his uh, fourth championship, the first without Shaq, and of course that you know leads on to you know eventually the back to back. He becomes a five time champion, but it all it all started with this. This is where this will ultimately set the table for what was to come. Uh, at number nine, I'm gonna have to go with 19, the 1988 NBA Finals Game Six. Isaiah Thomas, 25 points in the third quarter on one leg. And the reason why this was important was because it just went to show, you know, how much um, how, how much toughness, how much heart Isaiah Thomas had to will his team the way he did to carry that to carry that Pistons team the way that he did. And so um, this is a very critical, critical game because, you know, because of the fact you know, because, because, you know, because because of, of course, unfortunately, um, Detroit, Detroit were going to lose because, you know, because of because of a, a phantom call against Bill Lambert which allowed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to hit both of his free throws for the Lakers to ultimately win the game. And, of course, game seven, Isaiah was out because of how bad that entry was, and the Lakers were, and were going to, um, you know, to, to, to go back-to-back. 
had the cards been different, then we could have been looking at the Pistons doing a three-peat. So that's why this game was, you know, was, was so critical. So this is pretty much a game of what if. Um, and so, and like I said, just goes to show, you know, Isaiah's, you know, greatness, even in a losing effort in, in a game, in, in the finals. So like I said, this is a game that'll go, go down in history. At number eight, I'm going to have to go with game one of the 1992 NBA finals. Michael Jordan uh, with the six three pointers in one game. Um, you know, of course, you know, go, um, goes on, you know, goes on to score like 35 points. Um, and so, of course, this was once again, as I said about Kobe, this was, you know, this is definitely the game that set the tone, that set the pace for the rest of the series to come. And this was important because going to the going to the finals um, all throughout the season, there were all these comparisons with Jordan and Clyde Drexler. So the media was putting Drexler on a pedestal, you know, because because of, you know, because of how he carried his team. And he, in fact, he even finished second place in MVP voting to Jordan. And so with that being said, Jordan being the ultimate psychotic competitor that he was and even still is um you know took that if anything as an insult so of course you know so you know so and of course even with that um even so much to the point where uh magic johnson tells a story in the last dance about how like the night before um him and jordan playing cards and jordan was just talking trash and he was like man i'm a light i'm a straight light into this dude and so then you know so, so of course you know as we see Game one in Chicago, Jordan has six three pointers, and this is the game where he does a shrug. So apparently, the story behind the shrug was that was that we did when Jordan did it, he was looking at Magic like, "See, I told you." Um, and so, um, you know, so pretty much he laughed off um, Portland, if if you will, and uh, and Clyde was never the same after that. And of course, you know, of course, uh, the Bulls will go, will go on to um, to win the series to go back to back. And um, and funny thing is, you know, funny thing is that Clyde was on the dream team with Jordan as well. And like I said, you know, like I said, you know, like the, the rest is history. That's number eight. So at number seven, I'm going to go with Tim Duncan, the 2003 NBA Finals game six. And this is where he scored 21 points, had grabbed 20 rebounds, had 10 assists, and eight blocks. So he was two blocks shy of a quadruple double and a in the closeout game as they defeated as a comp, you know, as a, as a uh, you know, was, you know, just outmatched um, the new, this new at the time, New Jersey Nets team. Um, pre-Brooklyn, of course. And so the Nets, once again, were in the finals. Um, but this time, you know, of course, the Nets returned to the finals. But once again, just as they were with the Lakers, uh, they were in over their head. You know what I mean? So, so the Nets were once again way over their head in a, in, a, in a series that they had no business being in, to be quite frankly, uh, to be quite frank. So, you know, so, of course, just like they were with the Lakers, the Nets were outmatched once again, this time by the Spurs. Um and so, you know, so, of course, Duncan was the reigning MVP and he was on, goes on to win um, another finals MVP. So that's so, so of course, that's why that, um, that's number seven and number six. I'm going to go with the 1997 finals. Um, you know, of course, this is this is Jordan's flu game. You know, what I mean, so, you know, so if so. If it, <clears throat> so, of course, um, you know, so, of course, with, with that being said, um, you know, like I said, this goes to show, you know, what type of heart what type of uh will what type of tenacity that you know that um, that jordan himself had you know to, to to play with a stomach illness or whatever you know even though later on in the last dance it was pretty much you know you said it was food poisoning but i think flu game you know has a better has a better ring to it than the pizza than the uh you know bad pizza game if you will so um you know it's like i said 1987 finals um, you know, of course, you know, you know, Jordan wins, goes on to win his uh, his fifth championship in this uh, in this game. You know, in this series, 
And this was the defining game of that series as well. That's why uh, it makes this list. And number five, another appearance by Jordan in the 1998 finals game six, the game where he hits, you know, that where he hits the iconic um, game winner over, over Brian Russell, you know, allegedly the push off. Um, and just the way that this, the, the end of that series went as far as him you know, uh, stealing the ball from Carl Malone going coast to coast eventually leads to that, uh, you know, that, uh, that crossover on Russell, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, with the, with the game, with the game winning shot and, um, you know, what uh, goes on to have like 45 points in that game. By this point, Chicago was pretty much like running on fumes. Um, and so, like I said, th- this was at this at this stage of Jordan's career, it wasn't just so much about skill, but it was ultimately about the will, you know. And so, you know, so that so that tenacity definitely definitely came into play, and um, and the Bulls gave it everything that they had, and like I said, you know, and and, and like I said, the impact of this, you know, like I said, you know, just the significance of this game. That's what. You know, that's that's what moves it up, you know, when, when it comes to this list. You know, what I mean, so, um, you know, so, so you know, so, of course, that's the reason why. So, like I said, just uh, historical significance. Uh, and number four, this may seem a little controversial. Um, this may be may seem as prisoner of the moment, but it's whatever. Number four, I'm going to have to go with last year in the 2021 NBA finals, the Greek freak Giannis with a 50 piece. In Game Six of the Finals, as they close out this, uh, you know, th- uh, this comeback against against the Phoenix Suns, as it, once again, as I say, as they ran the table, and so this was the last leg of them running the table on Phoenix. As you know, as, like I said, as Giannis dropped a 50, uh, 50 piece nugget, you know, on um, you know, on, on, you know, of course, on, on Phoenix to, to clinch the, to clinch that series and and to clinch uh, Milwaukee's first championship in fifty years. So, um, so like I said, that that's the reason why this is as high as it is. Um, you know, just for historical significance. And of course, um, at number three, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with the 2013 with LeBron James from, from the, from, uh, from the 2013 NBA finals game seven. Um, we, you know, we had like 37 points or something. So, um, so this is, you know, of course, this is the series clincher against this, against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, you know, if, you know, of course, in the, of course, following Ray Allen's, you know, like uh, iconic three point shot, but it was LeBron's performance overall, um, you know, his collective body of work that led Miami to, you know, to, to, uh, to, to win, to win the seventh game and to put the icing on the cake of a very historic season for LeBron. For me, I would have to say that, you know, in my estimation, this was LeBron's best season overall. And this series right there, right here was the exclamation point to solidify that. Um, and number two, I'm going to have to go with, you know, of course, number two, I'm going to have to go with Michael Jordan from the 1993 finals. We have 55 points, double nickel in game four. Um, so, you know, so, of course, this this game is, is, is what put um, Chicago up three to one, even though Phoenix will come back in game five. But like I said, it, you know, it definitely put them in the best position, um, you know, to, to eventually win, regardless of what Phoenix did. Like I said, you know, the double nickel and going along with. He had an unstoppable series. He just went on went on a rampage that series. It's unbelievable. And My 
apologies. Um, you know, had a little give a little bit of a refresher. Sparkling ice fruit punch, fruit punch, along with some water. <clears throat> but anyway, um, of course, the nineteen ninety three finals. Um, that was my favorite version of Jordan from ninety three. My first three peat Jordan, but this is the that was the pinnacle of it. So of course, um, number one for me is the most iconic uh, finals game of all time, and I would say this is probably the greatest game of this guy's career, which says a lot considering uh, his body of work. And that is none other, <clears throat> of course, take it how you want to with, you know, with everything that we found out from winning time. But number one of greatest finals games in, in my estimation is Magic Johnson, game six of the 1980 NBA finals when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar um, had, had gone down with the injury. He was out for game six and everybody thought that the 76ers were going to end up winning and, um, you know, and, and end up uh, taking us to a game seven where they had have probably even better chance of winning. But of course, Magic family famously says on the plane, never fear, Magic Johnson is here. I can't really say everything they said. Um, you know, but you know, but of course, like I say, you know, just I'm just sanitizing it. But um, but yeah, like I see in this game, Magic had 42 points, 15 rebounds, and seven assists, playing all five positions. And that's a very transcendent game, and it speaks for itself. Uh Magic and you know, so, so of course, so of course, um, you know, ma ma uh, Magic in Game Six, um, you know, is, is number one. So when it comes to the, um, you know, of, co of course, when, when it comes to the greatest final series, at number ten, I'm going to go with, um, you know, of course, of course, at number ten, um, you know, uh, when, um, excuse me, sorry about that. Of course, at, at number ten, when it comes to the greatest final series, as I mentioned, Tim Duncan from 2003, I think that was like peak Duncan. And so, with that being said, I have to go with this 2003 Finals series, where it was 24.2 points, 17 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 5.3 blocks per game. And um, and so, like I said, that that game six is what crystallized everything about that. At number nine, I'm going to have to go with the Dream himself, Hakeem Olajuwon, in the 1995 uh, NBA Finals. And of course, you know, of, of course, of course, in of course, in that series. You know, of course, in that series where they swept Orlando, Lajuan averaged 32.8 points per game, 11.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, and two blocks and two steals per game. And um, you know, of course, in just uh, just a convincing, amazing fashion, as they um, you know, as, as they ran through a rising Orlando Magic team led by Shaquille O'Neal. And um, so, you know, so of course, at number eight, I'm gonna have to go with Jordan from the '91. NBA Finals, you know, like I said, it was really hard for me to, um, you know, to really put this stuff together. This is his first uh, championship. <clears throat> so in that series, Jordan averaged 31.2 points per game, 6.6 rebounds per game, 11.4 assists per game, 2.8 steals per game, 1.4 blocks per game. And uh, his, his uh, field goal percentage was 55 points per game. I mean, 55%. <laughs> Sorry about that. 85% um, from the free throw line. And he went fifty percent from the three point line. So this was, like I said, like I said, this, this was the this was the statement series that he had, you know, for Chicago to, you know, to, uh, to, to really defeat Los Angeles.
So, um, you know, so of course, like I said, um, you know, of course, the number eight, excuse me, number eight was uh, was Jordan in the uh, the ninety one finals. You know, um, of course, this was this is the game where you know, of course, this series where Chicago, like I said, completely ran the table as, as I use as I always say, um, on the Lakers, and this was the beginning of the Bulls dynasty, and this is where Jordan not only took the torch but snatched the torch uh, from the grip of Magic Johnson. Who, who of course was uh, was NBA royalty during the '80s, but this was a dawn of a new era. This is a dawn of a new generation, a new time. <clears throat> and Jordan, uh, you know, represented that cultural change. And this was a series that represented that shift in culture. You know, of course, after after Chicago finally, you know, finally got over the mountain when it came to Detroit, and this was this was the time for them to hit the highest peak. By you know, of, you know, um, you know, of course, uh, you know, of course, uh, of course, uh, uh, slow down. Um, you know, of course, by knocking off. The Lakers, and so um, you know, so so of course, like I said, this was certainly a, a statement uh, series. You know, my apologies for uh, for step, you know, for stepping away a little bit for a minute. Um, you know, and so you know, so so of course, so of course, at uh, at number seven, I'm actually I'm gonna have to go with um, <clears throat> gonna have to go with go with Dwayne Wade from the 2006 NBA Finals, and that was you know definitely a very incredible series in and of itself. Uh, we know, of course, where the Heat defeat, defeat the Mavericks after coming back, uh, being, uh, um, being, uh, being down. So slow down after coming back, from, you know, uh, from a two nothing deficit, and um, <clears throat> you know, and, and Wade just looked sensational. He looked transcendent. This is the defining uh, version of Dwayne Wade that um, you know that, that uh, they often think about. You know, like like I said, when I think about the defining image of Dwayne Wade's career, <clears throat> I think about the 2016. I'm not 2016. I'm sorry, but the 2006 uh, NBA Finals in that series, he averaged 34.7 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, 3.8 assists per game, 2.7 steals per game, one block, one block per game. Um, you know, of course, he was. He, you know, of course, he was certainly uh, very efficient, especially when you know when it came when it came to those who are fans of metrics. <clears throat> so, um, you know, like I said, this this series, you know, this list is pretty tough, especially when you just like you know just thinking off the top of your head, kind of freestyling, if you will. <clears throat> and so, of course, um, at number number seven of course at number six i'm gonna have to go with once again the greek freak Giannis from the 2021 last year's nba finals um you know of course we averaged like 35 15 and 5.2 um uh you know um, in, in that series and <clears throat> to me it was important which like i said which was just was just the way that he engineered that comeback you know the, the fact that um you know of course in typical you know as you look at the trajectory of chris paul's career you know um, anytime he's up two nothing, you know, this is a red flag cause of concern. And this was no different, you know. And so um, you know, so of course, you know, of course in game two, Giannis came back, was just coming back from injury, they ended up losing because he wasn't hundred percent. But I'll, you know, but I always had a feeling that as long as Giannis is in the game, as long as he's healthy and he has a chip on his shoulder with all the criticism, uh, you know, of course I was riding on him. I knew that um that that uh the Milwaukee could not be stopped. And <clears throat> excuse me, certainly I was certainly proven right. Like I said, the Greek freak with, you know, like I said, you know, and, and this was certainly the, the the game of his career. I mean, you know, like in, in regards to like, you know, in regards to what the blocks that, that he was having, I mean, he made turn DeAndre Ayton into an afterthought. Um, and, and also, you know, also with that, uh, with, with that iconic uh, alley-oop that you know, they did in Phoenix, you know, alley-oop over CP3. So that was symbolic of how he eclipsed him. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So um, so yeah. <clears throat> My apologies, but um, but yeah, like I said, um, you know, so of course, 
uh, you know, like I said, um, you know, of course, Giannis um, in the 2021 uh, NBA Finals. You know, you know, of, of course, you know, of course, definitely, uh, uh, you know, of course, of course, that, that series, you know, uh, de- uh, definitely makes my list at number six. At number five, I'm going to have to go with, once again, the captain of Showtime, the magic man himself, Urban Magic Johnson, 1987 NBA Finals. As the Lakers clinched the uh, the series as they, as they put to bed the rivalry against the Celtics, this was the tiebreaker for Magic versus Bird, where Magic comes out as the victor as the conqueror, if you will. Lakers defeat the Celtics 4-2, but just in the way that they did it, it was just in a more convincing fashion than, than they had done in 85. This time, like I said, Magic was the reigning MVP, and this was his way to, you know, to really cement that. Um, you know, this is, you know, like I said, this was the ice on Kate. You know, just like, I, you know, just as I said about, about LeBron in Game 7, you know, and Duncan in Game 6, this, this is this series. Um, you know, like I said, this is definitely the icing on the cake as far as Magic's um, MVP season, his greatest season of his career. And in this series, uh, Magic uh, averaged 26.2 points per game, eight rebounds per game, 13 assists per game, 2.3 steals per game. Um, and of course, of course, he shot 54.1 from, from the floor, 96% from the free throw line. So that was a high level of efficiency. At number four. I certainly have to put this. Certainly have, um, have to move this up at number four. Just like looking back on it, just because of how much weight uh, that this series carried. Um, you know, especially the, the iconic three-one comeback. And I think uh, you all think we all you all know what I'm talking about. LeBron James, 2016. This is the greatest series of LeBron's career, as the Cavaliers came back from three-one. In iconic fashion, as they defeated the 73 and 9 Golden State Warriors. LeBron wins finals MVP and his stats, you know, of course, and of course, let me go back to, uh, to you know, to all the other um, entries. They all won finals MVP. Duncan in 2003, Elijah 95, Jordan 91, Wayne no 06, Giannis in 2021, Magic in 87, and LeBron in 2016. And so, um, so in this, in this series, LeBron had 29.7 points per game, 11.3 rebounds per game, 8.9 assists per game 2.3 blocks 2.8 uh steals i mean so um you know like like i said you know with with you know with with everything that was that was riding on his shoulders and um and for for cleveland to do this like you know this was this brought cleveland as their cleveland their first championship and that carries so much weight that one championship at cleveland was worth like 11 or 15 anywhere else so that is why this makes um, makes my Mount Rushmore of greatest uh, finals performances, greatest final series. Um, and at number three, I'm going to have to go with the Diesel himself, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. You know, um, you know, you know, of course, you know, from you know, you know, let me slow down. Of course, from the from the uh, from the 2000 from the uh, from the 2002, um, you know, of course, 2002 finals. You know, where they where they where they swept. Yeah, the New Jersey Nets, and you know, like I said, and just beat them mercilessly. It was just ridiculous. Like, like I said, once again, the Nets were way over their heads, and um, you know, of course, of course, you know, Shaq was averaging like over thirty-eight points per game, and you know, everything like that. And so, like I said, it was just laughable the fact that New Jersey was even in this series. Um, like you know, once again, they were just way over their heads, and um, and Diesel just solidified that this was Shaq at the apex of this game. Um, and you know, of course, in number two. 
but actually, you know, actually, as you know what, you know what, um, that's from the 2002 um, finals. Shaq averaged 36 points per game, 12 point, 36.3 rebounds, per, I mean, 30, 36.3 points per game, 12.3 rebounds per game, 3.8 assists. Um, you know, like I said, you, um, you know, uh, shot at like nearly 60% from the floor. And, um, you know, like I said, the fact that New Jersey had no business even being in this series, they had no business being on the court with him. There was, there were even points in this, in the, in the series where Shaq would dunk and he would have like the whole, uh, Nets team hanging all over him, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, like, like I said, this solidified their three-peat and, um, and it was a very historic legacy defining, if you will. And number two. Um, I have to go with Shaq from his first championship from the 2000 finals. And of course, this was uh, Shaq's MVP season himself. And this, once again, you know, was the conclusion of that, um, you know, of, of that MVP, you know, flagship season, if you will. And in this series where they defeated the, the Pacers um, in six games, and the Pacers just so happened to be coached by Larry Bird. How about that? Um, and so, of course, Shaq in this series could not be stopped. He averaged 38 points per game, 16.7 uh, rebounds per game, 2.3 assists per game, 2.7 blocks blocks per game, and he and he scored. Um, he shot 61.1 percent from the floor. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, uh, Shaq was firing. Excuse me, on all cylinders all throughout uh, this series. And of course, at number one, at number one on this list, I'm gonna have to go with. Michael Air Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan from the 1993 NBA Finals, where they defeated the Phoenix Suns led by Charles Barkley. This was, you know, the, the first, uh, you know, that of course this this was, uh, you know, probably the first MVP season that Jordan was truly robbed of when it comes to his uh, championship dominance, when it comes to championship era, um, you know, because of the fact that uh, apparently voters were getting Jordan fatigue, Jordan fatigue. And, you know, of course they, uh, they went on with, went on with Sir Charles, even though Phoenix had an incredible season, they, they had the best record in the league, but at the same time, Jordan used that as ammunition, just like he did with Clyde Drexler the year before or any other time, you know, so any type of slight, Jordan uses uses ammo, and this he did better than anything. So in this series, Jordan averaged 41 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, 6.3 assists per game, 1.7 steals per game. Um, you know, so so of course, uh, you know, so of course, you know, so of course with with this series, um, you know, and like I said, just the numbers that he was putting up on the board. I mean, you know, what else can be said? I mean, of course, he shot 51% from the floor. It was not exactly his best free throw uh, series, but still, you know what I mean? Like I said, you know, Jordan was at his pinnacle. He was at his apex, um, uh, you know, uh, you know. of course, during this era. And as I always say, Jordan's true prime was between 87 to 93, and this was him at the mountaintop. You know, you know of course, even though by this point, you know, Chicago – you know, was just feeling a sense of fatigue during the season because of, you know, how much they had done, especially in the summer with the dream team and, uh, you know, and everything like that. And just everything was just piling on top of Jordan. But, um, you know, but of course, this goes to show that 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 he put in everything where it mattered the most. And um, and this was certainly a great conclusion uh, to that series. And so, of course, once again, um, when it comes to greatest finals games, my top 10 finals games at number 10, Kobe from the 2009 finals game one. Number nine, Isaiah Thomas from the 1988 game finals, uh, 1988 finals game six. Number eight, Jordan from the 1992 finals game one. Number seven, Tim Duncan from the 2003 finals game six. 
Um, number seven, number six was Jordan Jordan's flu game from '97. Number five was Jordan's game six in '98. Number four, Giannis's fifty point uh, game six, and number three, LeBron's game seven, 2013. Number two, Jordan's fifty five points to game four of, nine, of the '93 Finals, and number one, Magic Johnson's game six of the nineteen eighty NBA Finals, where he played all five positions. That's far as uh, greatest games. When it comes to, uh, you know, you know, of course, you know, of course, um, you know, of course, when, when it comes to the greatest uh, final series, uh, and number ten was Tim Duncan from the two thousand three Finals. Number nine, Hakeem Olajuwon from the nineteen ninety five Finals. Number eight, Jordan from the nineteen ninety one Finals. Number seven, Dwayne Wade from the two thousand six Finals. Number six, Giannis from the twenty twenty one Finals. Number five, Magic Johnson from nineteen eighty seven. Number four, LeBron from twenty sixteen. Number three, Shaq from 2002. Number two, Shaq from 2000. And number one, Jordan from 93. So th- those are my top 10 uh, finals, games, and series. Thank you very much for watching. I also like to tell you about Anchor is an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute your podcast to different platforms from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you want. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. Um, and, and so, you know, so of course, you know, you know, of course, um, you know, I wanted to, you know, give, give a, you know, give an extra birthday shout out. I had a belated birthday to, you know, of course, to Portia from, you know, from, um, from Housewives of Atlanta who turned 41. And of course on June, that was on June 22nd. And also, um, you know, on June 25th, you know, the 75th birthday of good times legend, Jimmy JJ Walker. So there you go. Um, and before I go, I would like to give a word of wisdom, whatever, give a word of wisdom, whatever you're called to do. Wherever it is, God will provide. So whatever your purpose is, God will make the provisions for that to happen, for it to be possible. And no matter what your challenges are, no matter, no matter what you're dealing with, remember that God has a plan for your life. You are victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you put God in first, pl- in first place, you don't have to worry about being in last place. Make sure to listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google pa- Podcasts, and of course, iTunes. Thank you very much for listening.